Welcome in, Iowa Hawkeye fans, to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I'm Luke Myers. This week, got a, we got a full cast, all the guys here. Joey Myers, Austin Myers, and Sam Middleton. <laughs> Fellas, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hotter than balls. I got back from vacation yesterday. My AC didn't work, and all my plants were dead. So, <laughs> off to a hot start this week. Sure. It's a little bit better now, because the Cubs just took the leads over the Reds. Nobody but cares. I was looking pretty forward to a high yield of uh, banana peppers. And before I left, it was looking pretty promising, and now they're literally fried. So. Well, you should have had somebody water the plants for you. I was That's... thinking maybe God could a couple times during the week. I, apparently not. Congrats. On, congrats you got to have back. Need to start praying more. Yeah. Congrats on being domesticated, Joey. Rub it in our faces a little. He's single, ladies. That's Joey Myers, M-A-I-E-R-S. Um, so we're going to get it started here. And uh, we're going to start a new uh, segment. It's called The Rightful Rant. And uh, whenever one of us has a topic they just want to bitch about for a little while, we'll do this. Uh, For me, I'm just going to start with how depressing of a sports life my fandom is. Uh, I I don't know where to really start. I guess you could start. My youngest heartbreak was with the Minnesota Vikings back in the late 90s where Gary Anderson clanked the field goal in the NFC title game. Uh, the poor kicking issues continued there with Blair Walsh, and we just just fucking horrible. I mean, and then and then you add in the Minnesota Twins who pl- face the fucking New York Yankees every year. They're in the playoffs. They never make it past the ALDS. Uh, where do we go next? Iowa Hawkeye basketball losing to Northwestern State. Iowa football losing the Big Ten title game to L.J. Scott. Uh, but most recently, this past week and a half has been absolutely miserable for me because. I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and the day we were supposed to leave for vacation, I woke up to a Snapchat from my brother, and it says, this poor asshole doesn't know what he has coming. And I look at my phone, and Paul George had been traded from the Thunder. And from that point, my vacation took a major hit. Uh, I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan, so I knew what was coming next. I knew they were going to trade him. But not only did they trade him, they got Chris fucking Paul, a guy I literally can't stand at all in the NBA. So, yeah, there's my rant. Uh, You guys have any comments? Uh, Pretty convenient that you get to make up a new segment when something shitty happens to you. Never ask us. Also, world's smallest violin, because I'm a a Vikings, Twins, Hawkeye fan, too, so. You're also a LeBron (laughs) fan, so I don't want to hear it. You've seen titles. I get get lucky one time. (laughs) Uh, Luke, I, I can also feel your pain because as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I too have lost two superstars in one offseason. So that's been yeah. pretty tough on me. The difference being Pittsburgh is still an attractive spot, Oklahoma City's not, and Pittsburgh has talent on the roster still and not hey. Chris Paul's contract. Yeah, that's true. That is a god-awful contract. Uh, yeah. It, it, are you guys aware of the term schadenfreude? It's German for getting pleasure out of other people's suffering. and <laughs> I'm <laughs> schadenfreuding like crazy right now. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, I'm so schadenfreuded. When I saw that uh, Paul George got traded, I just started laughing my ass off because I remember we were, we were at, I, w- I believe it was your brother Danny's graduation party, and Luke no, gets a phone call. my birthday party. Oh, oh it was, okay, it was Joey's birthday party. And Luke gets a phone call and just runs inside and starts breaking down into tears, like bawling. It was not tears. It was not yes, it tears. Was. I was, was screaming. I was screaming. No, it was tears. You were crying. I specifically remember you crying. 
And everybody's like, oh my god, did one of Luke's friends just die or something? And then you came outside and yelled, The Thunder just traded for Paul George! <laughs> and they're like, are you goddamn kidding me? <laughs> so it was, was kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, that does suck for you, Luke. But, yeah, what Joey said, world's smallest violin. Get over it. Twins are in a good tra- trajectory this year. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. They better trade for Madison Bumgarner here shortly. Although, no. Oh, no. Trade the no, farm. No, we'll we're a different time, but that would not be a smart move. World Series or bust. All right. Man, good in 2016. Now, 2014. we're going to move on here to uh, the Hawkeye talk. I mean, the show is called the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I just had to get that out there. Get some frustration out. Uh, so we got some boys in the Summer League right now, NBA Summer League. We got... Peter Jock, Jared Utoff, and Tyler Cook. I mean, I've seen Tyler Cook's gotten a few highlights out there on the Twitter sphere through the Nuggets page, Twitter page, but anybody else really following anything here? Utoff's uh, having a good summer. He is? <clears throat> and what roster is he on, Detroit? Yes. I mean, I feel if there was a roster where you can possibly make a spot, it it is probably the Detroit Pistons because they haven't been good since... The Wallace boys, Hamilton, Billups, all those guys are there. The malice. Yeah. <laughs> That's the great sports moment of all time. To be real honest, I didn't pay attention to the Summer League. I didn't really pay attention to the Summer League at all, other than it seemed like every night the Nuggets were tweeting something about Tyler Cook, so that had to be promising. It seems like he's having a good summer. I mean, he's had several highlight plays, nice a pass, a couple nice dunks. and So that's got to be good for him, but I don't know about the other two. Yeah, not, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that I watched a whole lot of Summer League. The most uh, interesting thing that happened in the Summer League was an earthquake like taking place in the middle of a game, which is kind of interesting. Also, did you guys see that quote from Coach K today? He kind of more or less said that Zion is like too out of shape right now to be playing in the Summer League. <laughs> he was like talking about how he's been going around on like his summer media tour. He's been doing that. and I, It was funny because... Like, it, you guys all that saw that picture of Zion, like, sitting on the bench and just, like, his street clothes. Wasn't the most flattering thing in the world, but, yeah. Um, I think that, I don't, Cook, Utah, and Jock, I think Utah's probably got the best shot to actually land on a roster. I think his, like, overall game plays better. I, because he can score, he can rebound, and he can shoot, like, more like, consistently at all three of those things than, uh, uh, Utah or uh, Cook and Jock do so. Also, he didn't do that. What he played a couple like actual games for the Mavericks like last year, two years ago, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he did pretty well too. Yeah, and he, he actually was like pretty decent in those games. So I think he's got the best shot to land on a roster coming out of the summer league. It goes Utah, Jock, and then Tyler Cook because Jock can shoot at a forty-two percent clip, and that NBA they. They're always looking for people to surround guys with. They're looking for shooters to surround their guys with. So, yeah, yeah. I'm and just saying, should have came back, but I'm I'm a little biased. <laughs> I mean, a guy that can't shoot at all just got paid 170 mil today. So, Ben Simmons. Yeah, five years, 170 million. The NBA is the biggest freaking joke when it comes to contracts. Yeah, they they do hand out big ones for. Just about anybody. There was a point when uh, Mike Connolly was the highest paid player in the league, and everybody's like, well, deservedly so. <laughs> yeah, he. Okay. 
Everyone's like, well, I, I mean, he's all right, but he shouldn't be the highest paid player in the league. But yeah, the NBA has crazy spending. Uh, all right, so we'll move on here. Uh, summer league continues. Don't forget the basketball tournament coming up here. July 25th is the first round game on ESPN against the Wichita State alumni team. I can't remember what they're called, but that's oh, that got be a that's, a that's got Peter Jock, Jared Cole, my favorite Nicholas Bear, uh, Cyrus Tate, Mel oh, Basabi. Not oh, Mel Basabi also. He got announced. Wait, Jared here. Cole's playing? No, I, I had Cyrus Tate in my head, not Jared Cole. Sorry. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, I know. I know I said both of them, but I didn't mean Jared Cole. Yeah, we got Melson Basabi. One of them's the GOAT, and one of them's Jared Cole. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, make sure to tune into that. So that's basically all the basketball we got for this show right now, so we're going to move on to uh, some Nebraska talk. Can can I say one more thing about basketball? Yeah. Russell Westbrook sucks. All right, next. (laughs) Wait, actually, we can bring this up. So, uh... Oh, guy from Oskaloosa. Xavier Foster. Foster. Yeah, Xavier Foster is supposed to announce his top three this week. A lot. Uh, I think it's going to be Iowa, Iowa State, and Baylor. Well, going on a limb, it's like you saw a tweet that said that. Yeah. Well, I did. I did. But <laughs> in, that, that in form of the fans, original. What? Why, is, why is Baylor in his top three? That I didn't. I don't understand that. Like well, to see. They'll probably go there. That's why. They're probably <laughs> no offering him the most money. The football team has a lot of sanctions, so yeah, they're probably. And, mm. and Iowa State, the only reason he's looking at Iowa State is because his girlfriend goes there. And if you go somewhere that your high school girlfriend goes, like your head is not right. Especially yeah. if you're good at basketball. I mean, Iowa State's obviously a good basketball school, but I just think that's the only reason that they're on the list. <laughs> I think he's a Hawkeye fan. I hope it, it would be a. The biggest guy of the Fran McCaffrey era. I mean, I bring him on. I I'd be so excited. But Did Josh Oglesby die. <laughs> Josh Oglesby. He was a huge get at the time. Disappointment, but he was Dude, a big get. Him and Brady Ellingson would knock down more threes than anybody in shoot around. It was unreal. <laughs> okay, and Oglesby then, is a much better player than Ellingson. Yeah, Oglesby uh, like much better. And the entire much time better. that he was playing, you just you'd watch him like running those baseline screens and shoot threes in every single game. You're like, this is the game. Like we know he can do it. He had a few and, games and then he'd where he go went like, off. And then he'd go for like two for nine. But then like one in every seven games, he'd hit like six in a row, and you're like, the god has arrived. He's <laughs> never <laughs> again. Ogles three. Yeah, yeah. Very nice against like he never Sparty or something those games together. Well, and it, late in his senior year, he did actually come out a couple of games and hit some clutch shots, but he was never that guy. The he had a he had a big a big game against Minnesota too one year. I, we were at that one. But oh yeah, yeah, I remember that game too. Uh but moving on now, football season. We're forty eight days, I think, or forty seven days away from kickoff, August thirty first, Kinnick, Miami, Ohio. But we're gonna talk about Nebraska because. This is the most overhyped, biggest joke I have ever seen coming into a season. Now, usually Texas comes in with a lot of hype, totally unwarranted, but Nebraska's coming in at 6-1 to one odds to make the college football playoff. Who would like to tear this apart first? Uh, Joey, I'll let you take this one if you want. I don't have a whole lot to say on this other than I'll believe it when I see it. I don't understand how a shit program like that can be expected to turn it around that much. It's, it should be 6-1 to one odds to beat Iowa. <laughs> yeah. 
or, or win a game. Yeah. Yeah. Beat a Mac level team at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are obviously going to be good under Scott Frost. I don't know how in the okay, they might they may or may not be good under Scott Frost. Yeah, I shouldn't give Nebraska that much credit. I in what fucking world did like their over under is eight and a half. They're favored over Iowa like pretty heavily. I just don't get it. He's been there for one year, and yes, Adrian Martinez is a good quarterback. Who the fuck else do they got on that team? That's all they got. Yeah, like I he's been there for one year, and everybody's ready to suck him off. Like I'll believe it when I see it. How about them losing to MAC teams at home? Because that's what they did more of last year than anything else. Yeah. I, Fuck Nebraska. God, I hate those guys. It's just a joke. Yeah, I just... Okay, so Scott Frost, is, since he's came, a ton of players have decommitted from that program. And their quarterback, he's he's a great quarterback. But he's getting unreal Heisman odds right now. I can't remember what they are off the top of my head, but I wrote an article a short while back, and he was like fifth or sixth okay. best odds. And that's like amongst Tua and Jake Fromm and like Justin Fields, like all these Top-level quarterbacks, and you're telling me... Trevor Lawrence? Tre- oh, Trevor Lawrence. The Sunshine 2.0. But I just don't get it. They won one Big Ten game last year. They won four games total. Since Bo Pelini left, I, they made the bowl, a bowl game with five wins with... Uh, uh, what was his name? Riley something. Mike Riley. Mike Riley. Riley. They won. They made a bowl game with five wins and upset UCLA, but that's just because everybody else in the NCAA was complete garbage that season. So, like, firing Bo Pelini, I mean, this is like fans that say they want Kirk Ferentz out. If we fire Kirk Ferentz, there's a good chance we could end up down this path that Nebraska's on right now. We call those people idiots. Yes. So, at at one point, we called for team fire Ferentz, but we all came back and got our heads on straight. I have yeah. never I, been. We, on- maybe for like a quarter of a game. Yeah, like the Northwestern game at home last year, that pissed me off quite a bit. I was also pretty drunk, and I'm pretty sure I went on a pretty good rant that day. Um, but not that I'm advocating for firing Ferens. I love him. But we have the ultimate fallback at Iowa, which is Bob Stoops. Because if that opening comes up, we're calling Bob Stoops, and that motherfucker's coaching at Iowa. You're high if you don't think that Brian Ferentz is the heir to the throne. No, if as long as Kirk stays and retires from Iowa, I think that Brian is taking the job 100%. If he were to get fired between now and 2026, Bob Stoops is the man. You can fucking write it down. Well, and I've heard uh, from someone that works at the University of Iowa that uh Kirk Ferentz like they're not they're never gonna fire him. It, I heard they just can they'll just keep extending his contract as long as he's asking for it. So And rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. Rightfully so. And I heard I was listening to KX No the other day and they were talking about like is Brian Ferentz the should he take over or should he go get experience? I I'm a hundred percent he should get the job after Kirk. Like a hundred percent well, I mean, you just see what the offense did last year. I mean, there was a couple games where they dropped duds, but they opened up the playbook a little more in Brian's second year as being the offensive coordinator, whereas the first year maybe Kirk had a little uh, – had the reins a little bit and wasn't <laughs> letting them loose all the, all that much. But but even, even if the offense was straight fucking garbage, 
I still like just having that Ferentz name again, and we all know that Brian Ferentz can coach. So, like, <laughs> like, and especially with recruiting, that'll help. Like, oh yeah, well, once my dad retires, I'll be the coach. So yeah, you know what, and you know what you're getting with the Ferentz name too. Like, there's. They're gonna the most like straightforward, honest people like you're gonna run yeah. into when they're in the recruiting process. They tell the recruits like exactly how they see it too. You know, there's they're not a program that's out there like uh, Minnesota, for example, uh, PJ Fleck that's offering out like 300 scholarships a cycle, basically to anybody that they see. You know, if you get an offer from Iowa, it's because they seriously think that you're gonna be a big part of what they have moving forward and. If you if you keep it in the family tree, you know that that's going to keep the tradition going, and it'll sit well with a lot of uh, potential recruits in the future. And uh, Brian also has way more balls than his dad, too. So, yeah, yeah, I I agree with that too. Just seeing some of the play calls that have been put out, especially last season alone. But. We started with Nebraska talk and ended with Kirk Ferentz. That's what I like to see around here. That's what makes us a good podcast, folks. Um, but not First, a- you know, for as much as we ch- fucking shit talk Nebraska, they'll come out and just be on fire next season. That's gonna that's gonna piss me and off. And then we'll we need go- to like shit to advertising this podcast towards their fan base. We'll get some more yeah. clicks. Here's what. Yeah, here's Adam time at Nebraska. You know what? I changed I changed my mind on everything. I hope Nebraska starts eleven and zero, and then we go into Lincoln and just shit all over their parade. That would be sick. That would be a great feeling. But then they still might have a shot at the playoff. And then our six one odds are looking no, pretty good. Not when we're twelve and zero. Yeah, not when we're twelve and zero. We're gonna be twelve and zero. Go to the Big Ten championship game. Absolutely wreck Michigan or Ohio State. Yep. And then if we get matched up with Clemson, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't like those odds. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. They good. Hey, a lot of season left. <laughs> a lot of season, baby. But uh, so not a whole lot of Iowa news aside from those first couple things we talked about. So we have a couple of fun things we're going to do here. The first one is we're going to debate who the best Iowa running back is ever. Last fall, we did the best Iowa quarterback ever. I stood by my boy Richard Stanzi. I don't remember who you guys picked, but I think Austin went Drew Tate. Yeah, I, th- I think I went with Drew Tate basically only on the uh, play in, uh, what, the Capital One Bowl? Yep. Just, yeah. Th- that's just like my favorite football play of all time, So, and Drew Tate was quarterback for it, so that's what I went with. That's basically what I based my decision off of. All right. I mean, it's a pretty solid argument. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it gave – that's – a lot of Iowa's fans like favorite Iowa football moment ever. There's some good ones in there too, but I mean, I can remember that we were at my grandma's house because it was New Year's, and everybody's sitting around the TV watching the game. Everybody's freaking out because we're not calling that timeout. We're like, "What in the hell's gonna happen? We're gonna lose in this play!" Mm-hmm. And we throw up the hail mary. Oh, I think the rafters shook that day. I, it was awesome. That's a good topic that we could talk about real quick. But I, we were we were pretty young. And I remember that because I kept falling asleep because I stayed up all night at a church thing. <laughs> and I, I kept falling asleep, waking up, falling asleep, waking up. And, like, it was so awesome. But I don't know if since I got older and I started to care even more, Seven got six. I have a play that. At Happy Valley at night. I have a like play in my things. head that, that kind of 
is yeah. kind of odd. My favorite play is uh, uh, Smith's 85-yard touchdown in the Big Ten championship mm-hmm. game. That, you like that because of the call. Gus Johnson one. killed that call, but also in, <laughs> the, in, the, kills every call. <laughs> in the fourth quarter of the Big Ten title game, we were literally 10 minutes away from being in the college football playoff. And then Michigan State went on the longest. <laughs> nine and a half minute drive. <laughs> one nine and a half minute drive where they ran or when they passed the ball maybe twice. It was miserable. We could knock it off the field to save our fucking life. Yeah. That was mm. well. We were just talking about happy stuff, and then uh, Luke had to ruin yeah. it. So no, but that play it gave it was a glimmer of hope that Iowa fans I don't it think was. ever thought they would achieve like be that close. Greatest dab ever, too. Yeah, oh, the dab <laughs> topped it off perfectly. Yeah, what are some great moments from Iowa football oh, history? I could ring off a couple. Marshall King or Kane's fifty-seven yard game winner on. Uh, our undefeated season yeah. against Pitt and yeah, Brent, there. Brent Greenwood let out the the swarm. Him and Pat Anger. Oh my God! Not a dry eye in Kinnick that night. Uh, tearing down the goalposts in the Metrodome. Good one. That's pretty yeah. fun. Josh Jackson, Ohio State. Any of oh. any of his picks. Yeah, especially the one hander in the end zone. Uh. That one's the one that really sticks out. I lost my shit. Tyler Sash yeah. picking off. Uh, What's his nuts and flipping it back to Hyde? Oh, I, yeah, that was a great one. Kirk Cousins. That was a, who was, the party? was a good team oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were uh, like number. They were top ten that year, and I think we were low teens. Rats that day. Yeah, we murdered them, and then uh, Keith Duncan whipping it out and smoking Michigan right in the face with his huge, huge wiener. I mean, never forget that walk-off. Never heard of again. Never. Hey, yeah. he might actually get the nod this season. I've been reading. No. Uh, I, I don't know, Jim. Uh, but uh, <laughs> our, our, our Northern Iowa's two, blo- or two block field goals. Oh, man. Yeah. I had to listen Seven to that on the radio. We had to block a field goal twice in that game to win and like, propel us on to one of the best seasons in school history. Yeah. Like, if we lose that game... That whole season could have gone down the shitter so fast. Yeah, uh, there's one more. Oh, in kind of the lost years and like the early 2010s, it was uh, a game against Pitt at home where we were down by like 24. Or Kevante Martin Manley. Yeah, and we so many people had left the game, and we ended up coming back and winning in the fourth quarter. Ooh, I got one that I can't believe we missed up until now. Uh, McNutt slant into the end zone against Michigan State. I literally, the first that was thing the first I said. Yeah. Was it? He okay. said. Well, he said seven got six, which right. that's yep. the play. Okay. Was not paying attention very well. My bad. Uh, uh, all right, so that was it's a okay. fun topic. I liked that. Good call, Sam. But uh, wait, one more, one more, one more. When we beat Ohio State at the shoe with uh, James Vandenberg at quarterback because we didn't take a knee at. Oh wait, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we lost that game. Uh, Way to end on a low note, you dick. Um, but now we're going to move to the greatest running back in Iowa history debate. And do you want to go by season? Because I feel by season there's only really one right answer here. This isn't, this isn't a debate. Right, okay, so... Or do you want to Are we doing right, on three. On three. When I, was, when I was debating this, I was kind of making up my list, and I couldn't decide just, like, overall. Well, I could, but I wanted to make it a little bit more fun than that. So... I wrote down my best single season, most exciting to watch, and most hyped running back. I just have one clear favorite. Actually, it's between two dudes. All right, Austin, Brandon start. Wagner and Adam Robinson. <laughs> Marcus Coker. All right, Austin, go. All right. So <clears throat> I'll, go, 
I'll run through my list. So for best in a single season, I went Sean Green. That's the only logical answer there. He fucking tore it up that year. Had over 100 rushing yards every game. It was fun to watch. Uh, most exciting to watch, I put down Akram Wadley. The way that he would juke people out of their shoes on the field was incredible. He was real fun to watch. And then most hyped, I went with Mark Wiseman because there was a stretch there where Hawkeye fans were saying Wiseman for Heisman because he was not Literally fast. Was the first game he played running back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was not fast, but he was good for like 15 yards right down the middle every time until somebody caught up to him. Uh, but then, based just on stats, because uh, he played before I was alive, uh, Cedric Shaw has uh, the most rushing yards and the most career touchdowns. So, as an overall, that's who I'm going with. I don't have a lot to back that up on, because like he was done playing before I was born. Based on stats, that's who it's got to be. Okay, let's go next, Sam. Sean Green. That's it. That's all you have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> that season was so incredible. If he came back for his senior year, we, oh. we win. We win the Natty, even if Stanzi goes down. And like the Stanzi wouldn't go down. He'd be on the bench because we'd be up forty-five to nothing. Yeah, he was so good. And the, then he got by the most. What about most potential? Brandon Wegger, dude, that guy broke my heart. Uh, Mar- Marcus, Marcus Coker. No, yeah. Wegger. Wegger for me. You're high. There were every single Iowa running back was either tearing their ACL, uh, getting a girl pregnant, or getting kicked off the team for like some drug. Getting thing. a girl pregnant. For <laughs> <laughs> getting multiple girls pregnant. Yeah. There was a lot of potential for Iowa in Iowa running backs in that Joel time. <laughs> All right, Joey. Well, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the great Niall Kinnick in this uh, – this little talk here. But, I mean, even when he won the Heisman, his stats were not very good. It was, I know football was a different game back then. but um, So I'm going with both Sean Green and Liddell Betts. Um, Liddell Betts had the better overall college career, but Sean Green had that one season that just puts him yeah, above all for a single season. That was just incredible, 1,800 yards. And then I was looking at their NFL stats, and Sean Green wins there, too. Although Liddell Betts' 2006 was pretty good. He had almost 1,200 yards rushing and almost 500 yards receiving. So those would be my two. I'd say best best college career, Betts, best um, single season in college, Sean Green. Never forget that Sean Green carried that Jets team to two straight AFC championship games. He had defense, dude. Oh, it was ground and pound in defense. Mark Sanchez didn't do anything for that offense. Except butt fumble. (laughs) That was later on. Uh, One of the greatest sports moments of all time. Okay, so last uh, September I actually wrote an article looking at the best running backs in Iowa history, and I did it by season, and clearly Sean Green, it it runs away there. Uh, Although he didn't catch passes at all, but he did everything on the ground. But like the most consistent among among rushing yards, uh, receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns goes to Mr. Albert Young. People forget about wow. Albert Young. He had he had, Albert was good. He he's the third most rushing yards in the history of the team, trailing only Cedric Shaw and Betts. 
at 3,137. His rushing touchdowns was only 23, which there was four other backs ahead of him, Tavion Banks, Shaw, Akram Wadley, and Bats again. Uh, and then he led in receptions at 79 by 7. He had 703 receiving yards in his career and two receiving touchdowns. So it, it might not be the sexy pick there, but Albert Young certainly he, he kind of also had, he had a prosperous uh, career with the Minnesota Vikings, mostly in the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not saying much though, because James Vandenberg was once a Minnesota Vikings. So hey, he was supposed to be good. He almost brought us to victory. He at two. He should have. He should he have. He brought us back that day. He uh. We would have won that game at Ohio State. I we, it seems like we bring this game up a lot because Stanzi's injury fall or was right before that game. But uh, Trace Dross, you remember him? He dropped two touchdowns. Terry, Terry Strauss? <laughs> he dropped two touchdowns in the end zone that day at the shoe. I could still picture him standing in the middle of the back of the end zone, pretty much wide open, and just. Oh, man, have like a 70 yard like touchdown reception in that game too he just kind of ran away from the defense who the hell was it djk had a djk instead of uh trey straws djk what i was just gonna say i don't like it that all of our conversations end in heartbreaking stories somehow i just feel like we have more of those as iowa fans than we do with like being at the mountaintop and back to my rant that ties right back into my rant how depressing my sports fandom is. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I, there's a girl in the Cubs game wearing a Tennessee volunteer shirt. Now I just thought of us losing in the NCAA tournament to Tennessee last year. Uh, or us oh, getting oh, smoked by Tennessee. Them, or the time we lost to them in like the fucking first four games against Tennessee. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, Dude. Uh, speaking of Tennessee, their fans are pricks. Oh, yeah. I, like, I could have told you that. <laughs> during the NCAA tournament, <laughs> they got right at me. Like, they were all up in my face on Twitter. And then. All Twitter is crazy. Yeah, they are. And then they there was this tradition or whatever they said that I saw it going around Twitter. They're like, oh, this is the best tradition in football. And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. Like, I, like what do you want? I don't think the wave's the best tradition ever either. I will say that. <laughs> Only because it's young. Only because it's young. I feel the word tradition got thrown around pretty softly there, but it will become a tradition. But I, I feel like it is at this point. After one season, it's a tradition if you continue to do it. If they say if it's, still, if it's something that's never going to go away, and as long as that children's hospital is standing, the wave is never going to stop. It's true. a tradition. Oh well, yeah. I don't think it's ever going to stop. I'm just saying it needs a little more time. I, yeah. I love it. I love it a lot. We made shirts for it last year and donated money to the hospital for it. So I'm all for it. I'm I'm not trying to knock that at all. But uh, yeah, a- anybody got anything else there? Otherwise, we'll move on. No, uh, sir. Fuck Tennessee. You're right, Austin. Okay. And now we're going to do something a little different. This this is inspired by Joey Myers here on the show. He uh, texted us I'm out. a couple weeks ago and <laughs> said, uh, why don't we make uh, – a dodgeball team that would take on the average Joes, like from the movie Dodgeball, out of Iowa football players. So, oh, whoa. It was supposed to be any Iowa athlete. Oh, any yeah, Iowa I athlete? Have, I don't have strictly football players in my no, team. No, I have basketball players, too. Oh, shit. I only got... Okay, I'll, I'll just stick with my football players, and you guys can... Also, are Wait, we... Do- this is 
wait, I, I remember reading that now. That was what we were doing, is picking Iowa players that could beat average shows? Yes. yes. Why would you do? No, not, no, that's what I thought. I was double. That's way too easy, though. <laughs> okay. okay. So, whoa, don't knock the average Joes. They, they came together. They're ADAA champions. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Lost are we, we going to snake draft here, or are we just going to give six? No, just give your six, because there can be duplicates. All right, who so, would like to start? Um, we could do alphabetical order, and... Me and Luke and Austin all tie because we have the same last name. <laughs> so, hey, ours Austin, is... you go. First. Your yeah. name starts with an A. Okay. Uh, um, my list. All right. Uh, this these are in no specific order. Uh, these are just the six that I picked that I think could win any dodgeball game ever. Oh, also, one caveat was you could you were limited to one quarterback. Yeah. Otherwise, you just put all the rocket arms out there. Right. Okay, so... Well, that just fucked up my list. <laughs> well, you got some time. Okay. <laughs> You're last. And not necessarily ranking them, like, one through six, but just the first player that I had put down on my list, Brad Banks, getting the quarterback out there right away, got the arm, got the elusiveness, real solid pick. Uh, number two on my list, Austin DeSanto, uh, wrestler. He brings... <laughs> That batshit crazy energy to the team that you need. Uh, you know that he's shifty. He's also a smaller target because he wrestles at 133 pounds, so he's going to be tougher to hit. And he would probably try to actually murder everybody on the other team, so that's the edge that you want to have. Uh, third player on my list, Tyler Cook. Just from the pure athletic standpoint, I think that as far as Iowa players go, you can't leave him off. Uh, next player, I'm going with TJ Hawkinson. He's my all-hands player because he's not dropping anything, so if the ball's thrown at him, he's going to catch it, get the player back in, did the good old uh, two-for-one. Uh, next, I got Josie Jewell uh, because he's got the best nickname out of all of them in the Outlaw. That brings a lot of intimidation factor. Also, he's one of my favorite Iowa players of all time. And to round out the list, I got Fran McCaffrey because, uh, you know... Somebody's going to hit him in the face wrong once, and then he's going to come back in the game and just absolutely lose his fucking mind and go on, like, one of those crazy streaks where he just goes, like, six on one and wins. Uh, so I had to put him in there as well. Also, the motivation factor, too. So Not yeah. nasty, but okay. That's my list. Wait, yeah. who was your last one? Fran? Yeah, Fran. Okay. All right. So... To recap, my team is Brad Banks, Austin DeSanto, Tyler Cook, TJ Hawkinson, Josie Jewell, and Fran McCaffrey. Not bad. I've heard of better. <laughs> Doubt it. All right, Joe. Um, so that makes me right. Okay. So first on my list, I have uh, good old Doug Thomas. Ooh. He was always real big, 6'9". He was jacked. Um, I just feel like he could do some damage with a dodgeball in his hands. And fun fact about our friend Doug Thomas, he played in the basketball tournament in 2017. Uh, don't know how he did, but I just saw that when I was looking for him. But he was playing. <laughs> yeah. And then I have Marvin McNutt Damn as it. a dual wide receiver. Yep, I got him on my list. Shit. Um, so I kind of cheated the system. That doesn't count as my quarterback. Um, and then <clears throat> I have Rocket Arm himself, Nate Stanley. 
Damn it. He might have a little trouble hitting the, the guys deep, but... <laughs> He doesn't necessarily have the touch. <laughs> Aim low. Uh, then I got good old Zach McCabe, everybody's dear friend, because oh, I, I know he's not afraid to come in there and rough up the other team and cause a little drama. He could pull the old White Goodman on Kate Beach when he just lines it at her face. <laughs> he, could, he could pull something like that on the other team and get rid of a couple people. <clears throat> and then my last two are kind of, I was kind of thinking the same thing with them. I got Ed Hinkle. Damn it. Uh, and Tim Dwight. Oh, you fucker. Wow, I had Luke's entire list, huh? <laughs> so I got I got Ed Hinkle because he's not too big. He's he'll be he's strong. He's got a good arm on him, from what I can tell. And then I also a fun fact about Ed Hinkle when I was looking him up, he's got an IMDB page. I don't really know what it's for, but he does. And Tim Dwight seems like a scrappy guy, five eight, you know. He could he could cause some cause some havoc out there, and he also was pretty successful in the NFL, which I believe helps in this case. So there's mine: Doug Thomas, Marvin McNutt, Nate Stanley, Zach McCabe, Ed Hinkle, Tim Dwight. I will say some of those picks are pretty wild. Like I don't see Doug Thomas and Zach McCabe being able to catch the ball very well. Yeah, they can probably get angry, but. Uh, that's an absolute people. dark horse pick. Yeah. D- who? Who, Austin? Doug Thomas? No, Zach McCabe. Oh, Zach McCabe. That was easy. That was my, that was my lock. <laughs> what? Number one. Who's the savage? <laughs> All right. So it's my turn now? Yep. Okay, so I since I just did football players, Joey, I mean, took McNutt from me and Tim Dwight. Um, but here we go. Uh, I got Firearm himself may not have been the greatest in the seasons he started, but James Vandenberg had an absolute hose. So, he did not how to throw the ball less than 80 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, no, he gunned it. Wasn't a great quarterback, but he could certainly fire it. Uh, and then I'm going to go with some speeds, speed, speedy uh, guys for my next picks. I'm going to go with Tavion Banks. Uh, running back, pretty elusive, could catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, and then R.I.P. Damon Powell. Wait, uh, he's still alive. No, didn't he die just like last year? No, he got shot. No. He didn't die. Oh, he didn't die? <laughs> Way to go, Luke. <laughs> You're thinking Bullock. Oh, Rip. shit. Well, yeah, okay, so Powell. So which one is shot. it? It's Damon Powell. That's what I'm thinking of, the wide receiver, number 22. He His was, hands were not that good. He was Why lightning, though. Damon Powell. He was lightning. He could move. He was what, so how fast. How is that going to help you on the dodgeball court? <laughs> you're dodging. You're dodging. He just runs around in front of people holding the dodgeball and like deflects it. Literally, all he had was straight line speed. What are, <laughs> what are the five Ds of dodgeball? Dodge, dodge duck, duck, dip, dive, dive and dodge. Damon. <laughs> Damon Powell is who, uh, my num- number three. So uh, Next up, I'm going to go with the ball hawk himself, Micah Hyde. Uh, all pro safety, and he's fast. Although Sam doesn't think that's a big factor in dodgeball. Uh, Mike Hyde's also elusive. Damon Powell is not. I'm also going to go with m- one of the most talented wide receivers I was ever seen in Darrell Johnson Coolianos. Uh, great hands there. Nope, no arguments. And then Playmaker. My, my final pick might be a little odd, but. He has the biggest play in Iowa history, and that goes to Mr. Warren Holloway. 
He's clutch. What can you say? What can <laughs> he's you say? on one play. Hey. Your team is getting thrashed in like one, no, no the, like way. one round. What team's going down first round? You to... you look at the you look at the average Joe's. What was the guy's name with the glasses who just got hot and went off? He was garbage, but he came up clutch. Holloway's my clutch. Your team. That's all I got. Well, you're losing. There's no doubt. Okay, nah. go. I'm pretty sure the Girl Scout troops beating your team, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Austin. All right, Sam, who do you got? All right. Um, I'm going to – wait, can we – we can do repeat, right? Yeah. Wait, can Obviously. we? Yes, yes. Oh, damn it. Okay. I was going to take did, McNutt. You Fuck. All right. Obviously, Nate Stanley. Like, the dude yeah. throws a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. Um, second pick, Henry Marchese. <laughs> Baseball player got drafted, so he's obviously got a gun as well. <laughs> My third pick, Adam Haluska. Mm-hmm. He's just like top three goat. So I mean, athlete, you already know. Um, Marvin McNutt, obviously, duh. And then who is my? F- that's wait, that's only. Th- that's four. Four. Who am I missing? <clears throat> uh. Damon Powell. <laughs> <laughs> you have two picks left, Sam. Megan Gesserson. I got two left? Yeah. I thought you said that was four. Yeah, and we're doing six. Oh, you, shit. You feel uh, the dodgeball team. Haven't you ever played? Sorry. De- Desmond King, obviously. It's good That's pick. a good pick. It's a good pick. And then, um, gosh, I really wanted to use Micah Hyde, but I don't want to copy too much. Let's go with... Uh, Keenan Davis. Oh my God, he was His so. His hands are huge. <laughs> he stunk. <laughs> he was bad. It doesn't matter. Henry Marchese and Nathan Stanley are gonna just throw absolute darts. Not a fan of that last pick, Sam. He may have been. Uh, he may have struggled because he was on some subpar teams, but. I mean. Stew. We're going uh, to pick Jake Christensen because everything he would throw would be like, I have no idea where it's going. So. <laughs> Neither yeah. will they. It was putting holes in people if it connected. Uh, <laughs> I will say, where you guys fucked up is, see, I took TJ Hawkinson, so if Stanley's throwing at him, he's just going to catch it anyway because that's the only thing that he knows how to do when, uh, when Stanley's throwing a ball. They're on the same team, you idiot. They're not playing each other. These teams are taking on average Joes. Well, I took my team to take on all of your teams to then take on average Joe's. Well, that wasn't the rule, so ha, hawk. Yeah, we're okay. Have to discuss I guess, again next week and uh, do a draft. <laughs> um, <laughs> honorable mention: Josh Jackson. Nothing drops in front of him or behind him. Uh, Martin Manley. Uh, <laughs> how about uh, um, Epi? I mean, that dude's just a freak. Yeah. No, he's too big, dude. Yeah, he, you don't think he throw, out, like one? I second. bet he could throw a dodgeball seventy one. miles an hour. Here's one, Parker Hesse. Now, he 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 has showed some skill in the past, like uh, his freshman year against Nebraska, the tip drill uh-huh. where he tipped it to himself and walked it in for the pick six. I'm not saying a lot of defense players can do well, that. So, and he's a tight end now. Yeah, and yeah. Catching. You know what? Give me a Monty Hooker over. Uh... Who was my last pick? Dez? He's so bad at remember. Oh, Keenan Davis. Keenan Davis? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a body hooker over. <laughs> That's a solid play. Yeah. Um, 
honorable mention, Jabu. He's a sharpshooter. I'd imagine that he's just as good at throwing balls at people as he is at shooting them. Or no, dragging them across his face. I don't. I don't think ball. he has the strength. Yeah, I don't know. He's just got. He's not afraid to Connor whip him out. And, <laughs> he is a baseball player, Sam. So that's a good call there. Are we missing uh, any baseball players? Like maybe Robert Newstrom or Mason McCoy? I mean, or... we're probably missing the entire team. We probably should have <laughs> a baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. Considering they make their athletic career on like, balls, you should have been all first basemen. Uh, pitchers and catchers. That's pretty much all we should have done here. Probably. Mm-hmm. All right. It's more fun to do it the other way, though. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So we're just babbling right now, so we'll move on to our last topic here. And it is Thoughts from Space from Space Cowboy. Send him the topics earlier today. Austin, what does he have for us? All right. Let me get him pulled up here. <clears throat> all right. Thoughts from space. Utah has impressed me almost every year, but never seems to have a total chance. Still see him with the best overall NBA game of the three. Jock is probably not going to have the defense or scoring consistency. And Cook, although a freak athlete, does not fit the NBA style without a jumper, but always good to see Hawks trying to make it. Good for Nebraska. From the bottom of my heart, I can't wait to watch them fall very short of these expectations and find someone to blame as they bitch and moan on Twitter. You'd think if Jesus Christ was their head coach that they'd win a few more games last year. Weird. (coughs) My best Iowa running backs, Betts, Shaw, and Banks. Betts gets the top spot because of the consistency and the fact he did it during some rough years. Banks and Shaw were a great combo, and I think if Banks hadn't gotten hurt, that his NFL career would have been great. My dodgeball team consists of James Vandenberg. My, never mind. He has a rocket arm, literally only through fastballs. Ricky Stanzi, because he could, because he would definitely have a crazy outfit and a headband. McNutt, because he was originally a quarterback and has great hands. Fred Russell, because he's small and probably wouldn't get hit. Adam Woodbury, because he would be my sacrifice each round. Just get piss-pounded and kick all the balls to our side. People can't help but want to throw shit at him. In my wild card... Uh, <laughs> you gonna make it, Luke. Funny, Luke. I'm good. You know, now? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Wait, why did you Adam Woodbury? <laughs> okay. His rational Adam Woodbury is because he would be my sacrifice each round. Just gets piss-pounded and kicks all the balls to our side. People can't help but want to throw shit at him. And my wild card sixth is Randy Johnson. Although not a hot guy, he probably has banged my mom at some point. And therefore... <laughs> and therefore... <laughs> He has. <laughs> Keep going, on. Luke's laughing and still me. Okay. Uh, therefore, connection. <laughs> Final thought: spray, sun- spray sunscreen is an abs- absolute liability and waste of money. How does it even work? They run out almost instantly. Just buy regular sunscreen and get your hands a little greasy, bub. Plus, you do other things with the leftover lotion. Final, final thought. Fred, don't put girls who piss the bed in other friends' beds. Retweet! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Oh. 
<laughs> thoughts from space. I gotta say, he broke the quarterback rule with Stanzi and Vandenberg, mm. but I don't think he knew that. You're right. I think we didn't clarify that until after he had sent me the thoughts. Also, it Space Cowboy, when he let Woodbury be on the team. So. Yeah, Space Cowboy, if you're listening to this, uh, text me immediately after you hear this. Um, you were you just didn't choose Sean Green just to be an outsider, right? That, because how do you leave Sean Green up? You're listing three, and you don't have Sean Green on there. Absurd, Space Cowboy. <laughs> All right. Does anybody have anything else they would like to add? No, I'm just going to go look up pics of Adam Woodbury now. <laughs> Fun fact, me and Adam Woodbury share a birthday, so bless up, Woody. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The two goats. Yeah. The yeah. Two, the two goats. <laughs> so nothing else from you guys? Uh, no. no um, I don't think so. I hope everybody had a safe fourth and fifth and every day since then. Uh <laughs> Oh, I have one thing. So last or two episodes ago, Joey and Austin made a shotgun bet of the week, and Joey won the bet. So, Joey, do you want to make Austin shotgun right now? Austin, do you have a beer nearby? I do have a mini fridge nearby that it has right. beer. In. All right. So, if you remember correctly, our last the last time we made a shotgun bet of the week, it was who would have more wins before the next podcast, or who had the better winning percentage, the Twins or the Cubs? Austin had the Cubs, I had the Twins. And it turns out the Twins had a better winning percentage, although it was not that impressive. I think it was like five hundred. I think that was just strictly five hundred baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so, not impressive. But uh, nonetheless, enjoy this. All right. While Austin's getting his can ready, you want to give us a crack here? It's very podcasting. You guys listening to shotgun a beer? All right, Austin, go and renegade it quick, and then I'll talk. Can we get the? Uh... All right. I'm sure he'd like me to tell you that he renegated. Uh, yeah, he I did. Re- okay. So, uh, Austin, whenever you're ready. It's when I stick my thumb through the side of the can to open it up. Okay. Anybody that care, anybody that's still listening at this point knows what a renegade is, Austin. <clears throat> True. All right, Austin. Go for it. You crack it, I'll talk. All right. So that's all we got for this episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. This Saturday, we'll actually be in Polk City for the Four Seasons Festival to hand out bracelets. We'll be in the parade. So make sure you go out and look for us. Uh, We'll be handing out bracelets, candy, all the good stuff. Uh, We're going to have some pretty decent-sized guests coming up here. So you might want to pay attention to episodes coming up as well. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and Podbean. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. Joey, you have one thing you want to say? All right, now that Austin just finally finished his shotgun, uh, I'd like to say let's not forget to watch the basketball tournament July 25th. July 25th, ESPN, 8 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. See all your favorite former Hawkeyes. Hopefully go out there, put together a nice little run. The championship, or like the Final Four, is in Chicago. So, <laughs> so I mean, I, I could dabble. I won't. None of us are going, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, make sure to watch that. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Football season about 48 days away now, so ton to get excited about. Uh, as always, go Hawks. And fuck Nebraska. <laughs>